Matt Monero started with nothing. Papa left him. His dad left him on a split. My dad left me with a heart attack. He left with a heart attack. And uh, this guy uh, started his own business, self-funded his own business that is now doing a hundred million a year. Power player Matt Monero, how you doing, man? Oh, doing great. Great to man. have you here, bro. You. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. You know, how, how did how did you find out about me, and how did we become? You want to just tell that story a little bit? Yeah. So we're a client. Uh, we love uh, the, all the material, but um, we moved into new space. I built space and a structure to grow my business to 100 million bucks. And uh, one of my guys in my office brought me some Cardone material, and it was like pouring jet fuel on, on it. I mean, it was like just, it was just crazy. Yeah, and that, what, what's his name, the guy that brought you? Christian. He brought you the uh, 10 rule. Yeah, that's right. And he kept telling you, read it, read it, read well, it. Well, I didn't take, I mean, I jump on that side. I have an insatiable appetite for uh -huh. that stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for more. Right. On that. And, um, and it was just, I mean, no joke, right? I'm in your offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like hitting me in the head with a hammer. Uh-huh. And I didn't read it. I listened to it. I love the audio okay, side of okay. those things. And it just, it was just like, here we go. Uh -huh. That's right. So that was how long ago? Uh, I got introduced to your material about a year and a half ago. Okay. So let's go back to the very beginning. Where, where were you brought up? I grew up in Connecticut. Yeah. By mom, dad? Yeah. My, uh, my real dad split. Left yeah. my mother and I when, when I was about six months old. Okay. But then my mother remarried, um, and we moved to, um, to the town that I basically got brought up in, and, and, uh, her husband adopted me when I was nine or ten, and he became my father, and I became his son. And uh, so you see him as your real dad. I mean, he's the guy that influenced. I have a or? good relationship with him. Um, tough guy. Yeah. Hard nosed guy. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, he's my dad, and I'm his son. It worked out fine. So now, how much did your dad, your your biological dad, leaving? How, how much does that influence your that thing that you have that I, I guess you have? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where, I don't know whether it comes from that, right, right? right? And I don't spend a ton of time looking back on that sort of stuff. But there's no question that there was a outsider chip on my shoulder, yeah. sort of, you know, me against the world kind of thing that that got started kind of early. Right, right, right. Yeah, I had that too. I, I know I had a chip. I don't know if everybody has a chip on the shoulder, but I'm like I got them on both shoulders, and I, I, I'm like I'm gonna take my chips off my shoulders and I'll put them in the bank. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like <laughs> <laughs> that's great, but it, I mean, it causes some shrapnel, you know. I mean, uh, it doesn't, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Some people think it's a problem. I thought it was a blessing. Yeah. So, when did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur? Uh, and, and I want to look at the year, like before ten years old. Did you have any entrepreneurial experiences before then, uh, early on? I was always the kid pushing the lawnmower and shoveling the snow and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I always, to be frank, I always kind of knew I was going to be okay. Uh -huh. I always thought I was going to be successful. I just had no idea where it was going to come from. And I had no idea it was going to take this long yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and be this doggone hard, you know? Um, and how long has it been? I started my company. I was 25. Uh -huh. I started my company in a one-bedroom apartment with, with a phone and a folding table and a Yellow Pages. Uh -huh. That's it. So that was 20 years ago. Okay, so you're 45 I'm now. 45. Yeah, so let's go back before that, though. Before the folding chair, the folding table, the single chair, and, and, and the phone book and a, and a phone. That was before cell phones, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So before ten, your dad, your your biological dad's gone. Your your dad to be is yeah. not really on the scene yet. What's going on for you? You're mowing lawns. Well, I mean, my mom and I are living with my grandparents, and um, you know, we're 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 just uh, getting by. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just the two of us, you know, getting by. And um, only kid. My my parents, when my mother remarried, they had a daughter who was. My, I, Technically, my half sister, but I consider her my sister. Right. Okay. No, no questions asked about that. So yeah, I mean, listen, I, you know, my 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 mother's parents right off the boat from Ireland, very uneducated. My grandfather was a, a milkman, and my grandmother was a maid. And on the other side, my adopted dad's parents went to the fourth grade. So you know, I I mean, I grew up in very sort of blue collar, hard work and mindsets. Not a lot of college. My my adopted dad did go to college, and he was um, he was a very intelligent guy. Um, just a hard-nosed guy. So um, so that's kind of the early days. I mean, yeah, I, And what are they telling you? Like, what are they telling you at dinner when you wake up in the morning? What, what's the message you're hearing during the day? You know, it's very much of um, uh, my old man used to say, do a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a hard-working guy. He showed up early. He stayed late. I saw that. I got that. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I was doing my own thing, too. I mean, I, I knew that it was different, Right. I knew it wasn't the same. Uh-huh. So, um, and at the end, to be, I couldn't wait to get out. Uh-huh. I couldn't wait to graduate college and get on. So you went to college where? I did. I, I was a good athlete in high school, thought that I may go on to play college football, got hurt my you're senior big year. You're big enough to play. Man. <laughs> that was the end of it, though. I had neck yeah. injury. That was it. So I went to the only school that I applied to, which was uh, called Johnson & Wales University. I went to be a chef. Uh-huh. It was the only school I got into. So that's where I went. And, and, and you plan on being a chef when you got out? I mean, why a chef? You don't look like a cook. It was the only You kind of look ex- like the guy that does bar rescue. Uh, what's his <laughs> name? Uh, Taff, Taffer? 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 John Taffer. Damn, that's what it is? That's what comes out? John not, I mean, uh, you're a big guy, dude. You're a big guy. You know, when you're little like me, a lot of guys are big, though. So, um, so you go to chef school. You get a degree in chef. Yeah, I, I actually my what final is it called? Degree, what is that called? Uh, my final culinary, de- or? culinary arts, but my final yeah. degree was hotel restaurant management. Okay, and then uh, graduate, going no place, get a job with Hilton Hotels, and they teach me how to sell. Uh oh, I go through the formal sales training process. I started my business nineteen ninety five, one bedroom apartment, folding table, chair, phone. You're out of college. You you've yeah. done the culinary school. Hilton teaches you something about selling. Yeah, I learned how to sell, formally sell from Hilton Hotels. Okay. And then uh, and then I quit. Uh-huh. Just didn't, what what were you selling back then? I was selling hotel rooms at various different pro- Hilton properties all over the country. Okay. And it just wasn't for me. I just quit. And then how it. do you make the transition into your own deal? Floated around for a while. <clears throat> grabbed a bicycle, moved out to California, grabbed a bicycle, rode a couple thousand miles all over the state of California on my bike, uh-huh. sleeping in campsites. I mean, just looking You're for... You're 25, some, 26 years old? No, I was like 23. Okay. I was looking for a roadmap. Somebody give me a roadmap. Somebody give me yeah. a, something that I can follow. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, it didn't quite play out that way. So long story short, I get a job working for a uh, fleet management company where we factory order and then we finance fleet vehicles. And, uh, cars, trucks. Mostly light duty stuff, so okay. cars, trucks, vans. Okay. And then I, I did well there. I became number one sales guy after a couple of years, and that guy wanted to open up an office, and he gave me the choice. So I chose Dallas, Texas. It was supposed to be a one-year gig. 
I moved to Dallas, Texas, and minutes I got there, everything changed. The budget, the goals, the plans. And I said, I think I can do this one on my own. And that was it. And I left. I was 25, had no money, and uh, it was a tough gig. So you talk about somebody, you just said, somebody give me a roadmap. Okay, I really relate to that because I, I remember thinking, man, I just need, I need somebody to tell me what to do. Or I think that was from the not having a dad, personally. Like, I'm looking for a mentor. So how long were you looking for that before somebody came along, or did anybody ever come along? Nobody ever came along. Me? What about me, man? Well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I had to teach myself some version of a roadmap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I, I, mean, I had to get it straight, you know. I had to get clear on what was going to happen and where I was going to go. And, uh, and it's probably unfair to say that I didn't have a roadmap. Maybe I did, but I couldn't see it. Uh-huh. I mean, I was just, I was just gunning for, for something better than what I had. Uh-huh. And uh, it just took a long doggone time. Yeah. And it took a lot more effort than I could have possibly dreamed. So what would you tell somebody about that long road, dude, and, and whether you get a map or don't? I mean, like yeah. what, why, why have you been successful and another 10 people that have maybe tried what you've tried yeah. did, didn't make it. Um, I knew that there was money in my business. So I knew that if I could figure out a way to work it, there that it was in the right space. So the, the platform was the right platform. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I knew that I could sell. And the other thing in my world is I knew that the big banks were never going to out-hustle me. And if I could build a company culture like that, in which I could get more people who saw it the way I saw it, we could really do something. And that was my goal. But it just took a long time. Right. And sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. So you got to yeah. stay committed to it. You, you got to be, you got to be smart with the cash. If you're making money, you cannot spend it. You got to hoard it. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to put it away because sooner or later, if you're going to make it you're going to have to dip into it again. Uh-huh. It's not like this. So you're saying, I love what you're telling people right now, okay? Because I, and I completely agree with it. You're saying in the beginning, when you talk about how hard and how long it was going to take, you're really talking about what's happening in the beginning stages? Well, uh, I think it takes a long time in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah. like beginning stages for some people might be like six months. I'm talking like years, uh-huh. maybe decades. I mean, uh-huh. I've been in my business 20 years. It's a long time. And we've had ups and downs and ups and downs, and now it's a big up, right? Yeah, These yeah, are, yeah. I feel like the, the tide has come in and lifted our boat to the highest level, uh-huh. right? It's good stuff. But, but to answer your original, initial question, man, you got to stay in the fight. Mm-hmm. you got to stop getting distracted, and you got to – here's something I like to say to, to some people if they want to listen to it. you got to stay at a false positive. So the false positive is you have enough money to pay the bills now. Yeah. The collectors aren't calling you anymore. Right, right, you right. You can take right. your wife out to dinner. Right, right. That's a false positive. Right, right. That's you, when the guy goes out and buys a Jaguar, or not a Jaguar, he goes out and buys a Lamborghini. Yeah. It's his only car. So I don't know what that and number is. And he loses is. it a year later. Yeah, or, or he You still don't know what it. the number is, do you? No, I got my number now. I oh, mean, I, and I think that's important, too. You got to pick a number. Sooner or later, you got to pick a number. So the money thing's important to you. Super. It's not, it's not a nonprofit. We're in business yeah. to make money. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hashtag, we're in business to make money. I mean, I don't, I don't know any other reason to be in. No, you know what? This is the only show that's delivering that information. I, I got to sit in here. I'm trying to help people. I'm like, dude, where's the money at in this deal? Yeah. You're telling people what about the money? 
I'm telling you, you better pick your number. Uh-huh. So I'm not telling you what that number is, right. but I'm telling you, you better have a number. And to be frank, it better be six figures and above. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a salesperson or whatever, your business owner, it's got to be in that range plus, plus, plus. So pick that doggone number and do whatever it takes to get to it. And then this thing, hashtag false positive. I love that. I'll never forget that. So when you hit that 150, you need to go into this false positive mode that like, hey, that what looks positive might be false. It is false. Yeah. It is false. You, you think you're doing great. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is you're not moving the needle. Right. So, so you, you, you know, and I see it all the time. I, I see it not, not so much in my office because I'm hammering on my guys for more all the time. But, boy, do I see it in, in my neighbors and where I live and all that stuff. I mean, I see guys rolling, and I say to myself, how could they possibly be making enough scratch to roll the way they roll? I know. I'm in Vegas. I watch a guy playing. I'm like, I know I'm worth more than him. I don't know how he's playing like that. <laughs> I see buddies traveling in cars and doing this and that and flying in planes. I'm like, I know. Yeah. They're false positive. Totally false positive. Look, I, I drove an old Lexus for years to the point where guys in my office made fun of me. And the only reason I drove it was because it had a cassette player and I could still play my Tom Hopkins and my Brian Tracy's uh-huh. and all that stuff. I drove it much longer than I should have because I was so caught up in not getting caught up in false positive. It's a dangerous place. Oh, it is so dangerous. And, you know, all those guys you just mentioned, Tracy, Tom Hopkins, they've all sat in that chair, man. And now you're sitting in that chair. I love it. Because, dude, look, he's telling you hard work, folks. He's talking sales, sales. Every guy that's made it that sat in that chair brings up that work. Learn how to sell. How, how important has that been to your career? It's the only thing. It's the only reason that we're in business. Forget about the semantics and the business model and all that. Yeah, sort what of about stuff. business plan? You got to make about, it How important is a business plan? We don't have much of a business plan. Dude, he's telling you sell. He's not telling you build a business plan, okay? Man, I'm telling you, I completely support what he's saying. He recently wrote a book, 10 Tips Every Independent Tower Needs to Know Now. And trucker. And your wife says what? My sweet wife of 17 years reminds me, every time I call it a book, my wife reminds me it's a booklet, not a book. But what is this about, man? I saw this on my office up here, and I'm like, we're not towing cars here. What's up? What is this about? So we take so many credit applications a month in my office, and it's the same problems with our customers. So we're in the equipment finance business. I mean, that's what we do. We finance heavy industrial equipment, big rigs, bulldozers, tow trucks. Caterpillars. Caterpillar, yellow iron, for, for, as it's called. For somebody that owns a Caterpillar, for somebody that's using one, yeah, for somebody selling one. Companies, for small and medium-sized businesses that are buying that and putting it to work. Okay. Those are our customers. Okay. And we see the same problems over and over and over with those guys. And so I decided to write this booklet to help them run better businesses. The, the, the other piece is... But dude, you get, you, get your, you get your tractor towed away? I don't understand the towing angle. Because we finance tow trucks. So oh, tow trucks are... Got it. It, it, it's, we run it... Basically, my business operates in four so different So you did industries. this to provide the independent tower... Education on how to run a better business. Same thing with independent trucker. I got it. Construction got it. company, moving company. Now, why this, though? You're not telling somebody how to finance a, a, a truck. Okay. Or why are you telling them? We want them to run better businesses. Look, got if it. they run a better business, they make more money give, for their Give, give, give. It is. It's a yeah. give. And, yeah. and the other piece was it was important for me to um, start to get more exposure for our business. And that comes right out of your material, right? That the money follows the exposure. Right. I didn't run my business like that for all these years. I, I was told you got to be small, 
Mm-hmm. You got to stay under the radar screen. Don't take risks. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and so this was my way of promoting us as experts in the space, and now get some traction. Right. But on that note, it's tough to get traction. And, <laughs> right. It's first off, it's hard to write the doggone thing uh-huh. to, to be able to figure out how to do it, and then to actually get it pushed to the marketplace. It's yeah. rough, man. Yeah. So it's a whole new wake-up call for me of really drilling down and getting tough on selling again. Yeah. The only way – you can push this out through social media and email blasts all you want. you got to pick up the phone and call the editor of the magazine yeah. and say, you ready for some content? So you're 45 years old. Correct. You shouldn't be using social media, really. You're not the, the target. No. But you are. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you're using these kind of ideas. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you're still hustling. I mean, I can feel it from you. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, your company's going to do $100 million. Yeah. W- when's enough enough? This is the question I – I just don't – I, I can't say that for some people, but I, I mean, look, I kind of look at wealth like this, right? You're either poor, which means you don't have money to do what you want. Yeah. You're in accumulation mode, which is where I feel I'm in. Uh-huh. Or you got rich. And rich is uh-huh. you got enough to do whatever you want. You don't have to work. Okay. Poor, accumulation. Or rich. Those are the only ways I look at it. Or rich. So, so you, you know, if you're in accumulation mode, there's nothing to be afraid of being in accumulation mode. I mean, that's where, that's where you should be. How, how, how long do you think? A guy would be in accumulation mode. I mean, am I still? I'm still in accumulation mode. My guess is you're. You don't need to be in accumulation mode, but right. for some reason you are. So, uh-huh. right. so you, right. you got more. Uh-huh. I mean, I, and I then rich is what? Rich is when you got so much that the work has no impact on your freedom. Uh-huh. So you don't need to go to work to make money to do what you want. That's uh-huh. my definition of rich. And I'm in accumulation mode. I hope I'm on the the the, the tail end of accumulation, but yeah, I'm yeah. on accumulation mode right. still. And what, what's driving that? I can't put my finger on that. But whatever it is, I'm not afraid of it. I mean, really. I don't know where it comes from. I love from. that. Dude, this, fucking, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's freaking a power player. Listen to what he's saying. I don't know what it is, but I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid Who of it. Who says that? It's just, I'm blessed with something that, and I, I like to call it in my office, I call it a constant state of pissed offness. Uh-huh. It just is. I mean, I'm not like that with my kids and my wife, right? But but in the office, man, I want everybody to to want more, right? Right. Do better. So anyway, that's is that is that because you think the Irish, the, the immigrant uh, grandparents, yeah. and they're coming yeah. over here with nothing? It has a lot to do with. with I mean, that. how could that not influence you? My mom, my mom had nothing, man. She remembers the food lines. I heard about the food lines yeah. freaking thousand times, you know, yeah. and how to be grateful. And I'm like, I know that that grind is sitting there, like. The sand and the oyster, and, and all of a sudden it makes a pearl. But there's something I see in you that, that I can really relate to. I appreciate that. I don't know, I don't know how it happened that I ended up being successful. I just know that it took a lot longer, and it was a heck of a lot harder than I thought. Matt, how, how would a guy find the hustle that's lost it? Did you ever lose it? Was it ever yeah. misplaced? Yeah, I mean, I got caught up in uh, false positive for sure. Uh-huh. I mean, I thought thought things were going well, and I actually thought that it was that I was actually pushing in these small little increments, right? And then and then I came across I I burned the ships before I read the, or heard the ten X rule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going for it big time before, before that for about a year or so before that, but I was moving at five and ten percent growth. You know, I uh-huh. thought I thought that was better than everybody else. I didn't know you could grow a company. And, you know, 200% a year. I didn't know that that was even, right? Right, right. You just got to go, man. You just uh-huh. got to go. That's all I would say to somebody is is quit. quit. But let's say the guy doesn't have anything. I mean, you started with nothing, though. 
Yeah. So what would you tell the guy out there? You got you have nothing. Yeah. He's got that ambition. He's got some ambition. He's he's had a bunch of losses. How does he bring it together? I would suggest you better find the right platform. You better find something that you uh-huh. can make money in. Right. Because I mean, you, you know, the you, vehicle does matter. The vehicle is really important. Right, right, right. And then, and then you better find a culture that you resonate with. And look, I know a lot of guys, as I'm sure you do. I know a lot of guys who didn't go into business for themselves, and went for work for big companies and got huge stock options. Yeah. And and never had to go what what I or you have had to go right, through. Right, right, right. So it's not true that the only way to get wealthy is is to work for yourself. Totally not. No, you got to find the right vehicle. You got to find the right vehicle. What do you call that? You call it platform. Yeah, I, I, I would call you got to find the right platform in which you can make not a little bit of money. You need to find a platform that you can make a lot of money. Yeah, and how, how now when you talk about a lot of money, where, where does the passion part fit into that? That you got to love what you do. Well, look, I got a brother-in-law, my wife's brother. He's forty-seven years old. He's got four kids. He's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Chemo's not working. It doesn't look good. Yeah. So when you have that staring you in the face, you sort of say, what is enough? Right? Yeah. Do, do you want to leave your family with 5 million, 10 million, 50? I mean, don't you want to leave them with this incredible amount of abundance so that money never plays a factor? So, you know, as I, opposed I, to hey, you're leaving anyway, now you're leaving nothing. Yeah, now, now your wife's or just play. enough. It could even be worse. So, so those are those are wake up calls for me when I right. see that sort of stuff. Um, I, I'm a little bit lucky that I have a wake up call already there, right? That catches me if I'm getting into that false positive, which I, I really try to stay away from. But when you got somebody dying of cancer like that, you really see it firsthand. That how could it really be enough? Mm-hmm. When is enough? I, and I think the answer is it's not. Yeah, yeah. You want to <laughs> do as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people are going to disagree with that because they're like, oh man, that's not right. But most of those people that tell me that, I'm like, well, where are you at, man? And they're like, well, I'll make 80 grand a year. Well, why is that not enough? Why don't you just stop right there? Oh, no, that's not enough. And then they don't understand when you get to 180, the guy's going to have the same conversation. So talk to me about the drinking. When did you stop drinking? I see a note here that you, you, you quit drinking a while back. Yeah, I quit drinking a long time ago. I went to a customer meeting drunk Yeah. in 1997. So did you get no, a guy threw me out of the office. I mean, he was hashtag a, drunk, <laughs> drunk closed meeting. <laughs> so that was it, man. I left and I said, I got to get a handle on this stuff. This thing is this thing. This thing's become out of control for me. And I was it. I quit on on that day. Never had a drop. That was seventeen years ago. Mm-hmm. Met my wife a couple weeks after that. She's never seen me have a drink. I mean, that's a really important part of my deal. I'm not against drinking. I want yeah, people yeah, to go yeah. party and have a good. But it's no longer for me. Yeah, you're like, hey, it's not worth the risk. I, listen, you come over to my house and have wine if you want. But yeah, I won't. I'm not in. Yeah, you buy. Not. You'll buy it for me. I'll buy him all the wine you want. Buy and it. speaking of buying stuff, okay, this guy walks in here, such a classy guy. Okay, he brings me a gift every time I've been with you. You brought me a gift, by the way. I, I really appreciate. Listen, it. Listen, when you're with the king, you bring gifts. I mean, okay? look, come on. You know, how, how do you resist that big guy, big smile? You know, happy. And and this guy's going to make more money in a transaction just because of that attitude. Do you agree with that? Every attitude is so. so you key. don't have to give your profit away, right? He brings me 10x cufflinks. Okay, now look, I, I appreciate this map because most of the time I hate presents because <laughs> people don't give me what I want. They give me what I, you know. This is awesome, man. Thank I'm you glad, so much. Man. I appreciate it. Listen on that. I, I can't. I, I know we're talking here, but I can't stress it enough that the impact that your material has made. And I know it's for a lot of people now, but particularly for me, 
it was like pouring jet fuel on the fire for me. It was yeah. it was it was it was one of the rare times in my life where I finally got permission from somebody who I didn't even know. Right, right. To right. just tear it up. To just tear it up. And that's what that book is. It's about permission. When I wrote the book, it was I want to give permission to people mm. to like. It's exactly how it hit me. Yeah, yeah. And that's that was awesome. it, man. That's it awesome, just, man. That's awesome. Okay. So, tell me what what is next for Matt? I mean, what what do you do? What, are you going to sell the company? What are you trying? What's the we, goal? We just inked the deal. Uh, we're doubling the size of the company. I just inked the deal this week. We're doubling the office. We somebody in. comes in and funds it, or, or you no, take no, it apart on what happens? No, we're just. I mean, we're, we're, we self fund everything. I mean, I don't know whether that's appropriate or not either for for long term but no we're, we, we're moving into new space it's twice the size of what we have now uh-huh. I will build out that space to do at least 250 million in funding just like I built this space to uh-huh. do 100 so we're, we're continuing to go for it look it's a wonderful time in our business I mean the bank's got tons of money right, the right. rates are cheap right. the, the, the need for equipment is all over the place I mean it's an ideal time to be in our space we gotta go right so what, what do you say to somebody about when these opportunities come and the window opens yeah are you thinking about when it's going to close? You know, I have some data now yeah. that tells me every seven, eight years it's a little bit rough. So let's say we came out of it in 10. Right. 17, 18 could be a little bit rough in right, my industry. Right, right. But what, one of the things so you pa- you packing money away, what do you do with your cash now? Well, from very early on, I take a piece of that top line revenue. And I can remember when it was like 2%, 3%. You know, now it's 10% of every dollar that comes in yeah. gets squirreled away into a reserve account. And I can tell you. After and that's that, a reserve account for the business does or not, personally? Uh, I do it personally, too, but I do it for the business. Right. And I can tell you, if I didn't do that, 08, 09. You'd been dead. I think we would have been gone. Just like so many other of my competitors. Right. So the hard part is dipping into that when you're losing, right? Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Because you've been protecting lo- it so long, you don't want to touch it now. But thank goodness we did it. And so um, those, those are just prudent things that you should be doing. I mean, yeah. if you're spending what you make, come on. You know, if you're spending what you make, that's stupid. You're saying it's a problem. Big, dumb, yeah. dumb. Yeah. False positive, man. False positive. Look, this cat's telling you the deal here. Okay, wh- when you get, wh- when you have a big spin, you want to go reward yourself. What's your, I normally ask people what their favorite watch is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some people don't have a favorite watch. What do you love to spend money on? Um, I love to fly first class. Okay. I love flying first class in a plane. Okay. Um, so, so what do I do? I'm going to yeah, yeah. fly first class. I, what I uh, what um, favorite car? Um, I drive a Cadillac Escalade, so I don't really okay. think. I don't, I don't so you're, not, you're not a big car no. guy? Okay. No, I'm not a huge car what, guy. What's your, dream, what's your dream purchase to go out there and be like, okay, um, before I die, I'm going to be extravagant and I'm going to do something stupid? I'm not trying to, to follow your lead on this one. But I've been fortunate to fly in a jet, private yeah, jet, a few yeah, times. Yeah. Man, there's nothing better than a private jet. Yeah. It's the ultimate way to go. Yeah. So that would be a big deal. It's the ultimate connection to freedom. If you can roll in a private jet. You're buying time, man. You did it. You're buying time. I'm going to pick you up in my Come and get me. I'm going to come get you, dude. I'm telling you. Casey. Do you have it now? No, not yet, but I'm working on it. So. Oh, man, please. But it's such it. a struggle because the, the because there's so many things that's like it's stupid, it's ridiculous. Everything you hear about is crazy. I'm not buying a boat. I'm buying a plane to go see clients. Yeah. And and um, so I, I'm really trying to wrap my head around this concept. Look, I'm buying time. I'm buying time. I'm not buying a jet. I'm buying time. And if I can really break out of my kind of my middle class mentality and upbringing, because mm-hmm. it's completely out of that loop, you know, I'll come pick you up. But you know how to hammer to turn that thing into money. Yeah. See? Well, I took a guy's plane out two days ago. I beat it up. <laughs> He's like, dude, I, my plane's tired. Man. 
He's like, I've owned this plane for two years. He's like, this plane's tighter. Every time you get on, you just beat it up because I want to make it work, you know? So any last um, recommendations to a young person out there, 25, 30 years old, that's thinking about, man, I want to go get my freaking deal. They're lost like you were when you were 23. Yeah. What would you Um, say? Go wander around the United States for a while? I would say be a little bit smarter in trying to find a mentor. I would say don't push away like I did. Don't think you can do it all yourself. Find that platform. That platform has got you need somebody in that platform Which that's means making what? money. Somebody in that's making money. You you can't just go on a promise. You need to have, have real data. Have, it's that, not a startup thing. You're not talking about a startup with hope. You're talking about I'm saying that guy's making big money right. and I want to follow his lead. Totally agree with you, man. Don't don't just say, Well, you could make it. And, I need to and see that guy's got money to reinvest in the deal. He can last it's a marathon, right? It is. That's the other thing. You you better get ready for the ride. If you want to be in business for yourself, it is not a, a, a cakewalk. It's tough. And you got to get good at so many different things. You got to get good at technology. You got to get good at social media, which we're just getting good at now. Yeah, yeah. You got to get good at selling. I mean, you got to get skilled. You got to get great at cash flow. You got to get good at managing money. Right. And you got to get really good. Like, one of the things in my office that we do most of the time in my industry, the banking industry, you have a two-to-one ratio. So two admin for one salesperson. I flipped it on its head. We have two salespeople for one admin. So we're going to generate twice as much revenue right. for that one expense item. You got to you got to know what a, you got to know what that stuff means. Yeah. You know? This cat's breaking the rules, man. He wants you. I know he wants you to break the rules. I yeah. want you to. Do How break many people do you want to be successful? As many as they possibly can. So the the guy making a lot of money doesn't he want other people to do well? Totally. Right. You don't want people not to do well. No. Never been like that my whole life. Nobody I've has been. No celebrated. rich guys are like that. Rich guys want other people to be rich. Yeah. They want to go hang with you. They don't want to pick up the freaking tab every time <laughs> and you're a freeloader, man, right? Don't you like it when a, one of your guys says, hey, I'm buying tonight? Yeah, it doesn't happen all that much, but well, yeah, I do like yeah. it. Matt, hey. we appreciate having you Thanks, on Power buddy. Players. Okay, time. This cat is telling you, folks, Okay, one of the best interviews that I've done. It's been great for me. You see, I take notes. He's talking about money's important. Find the right vehicle. Find the right platform. Uh, I might have a chip on my shoulder, but so what? Okay, it's a gift. It's a gift. Maybe it's a gift. You know, uh, he's been given permission to explode his business. He's using fewer admin and more salesmen. He's telling you sales is important. Matt Monero, get his book. Where can they get this? You can go to anywhere they tow trucks. <laughs> you can go to Ten Tips, uh, Ten Tip, Ten Tower Tips dot com, Ten Trucker Tips dot com. Okay. And then follow me at uh, Twitter, at Matt Monero. Matt Monero on Twitter. Yeah. Hey, this is a gift. This just came out, okay? So awesome. I want to get you one of these, okay? M Thank squared. I'm going to give this to M squared. Um, now I'm going to have to look up who the guy on, what would you call it? Uh, bar Rescue? Bar Rescue, I'm going to have to yeah, look yeah, up yeah, who yeah. that guy yeah. is. T- t- hey, tweet if he looks like John Tafferty. Oh, man. Tweet it out, okay? You can hey, tweet if it's George Clooney, too. Go well, ahead. that'd be me, okay? <laughs> All right.